Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, now we come to the last chapter about good King Asa. It's the third chapter in a series about his life, and although he was a very good king, sadly he has a sort of a tainted ending. So let's read now 2 Chronicles chapter 16. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel, Maim, and all the store cities of Neptali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Basha had been using. With them, he built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani the seer came to see Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with the disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then, in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. They buried him in the tomb that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. They laid him on a bier covered with spices and various blended perfumes, and they made a huge fire in his honor. And so he he ends with two, I won't say black marks, but two things that the Lord was not happy about. The first thing was he um, enlisted the king of Aram, and the king of Aram was the king of Syria, to help him against the king of Israel. And so rather than depending on the Lord, he made this alliance with um, Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, And the second thing was, when he got sick, even in his illness, he didn't seek the Lord, but he only sought help from the physicians. This does not mean that the physicians were bad, but it was bad that he didn't ask the Lord to help him. So let's review this chapter um, uh, in verse 1. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah. And uh, 
He went on and fortified a number of cities and prevented people from coming or going from those cities in Judah, not in Israel. And so um, Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple and some of his own treasures and sent them to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, which was king of Syria, uh, who was ruling in Damascus, and said, Let there be a treaty between me and you, as there was between my father and your father. See, I'm sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he'll withdraw from me. And Ben-Hadad agreed. Now, he essentially took the Lord's things, when he took the gold and silver out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple, he was taking the Lord's money and using it to bribe this king. And I might add, he was doing so without the Lord's blessing or the Lord's permission. And so um, it worked. This king backed off and uh, Basha heard about the alliance and backed off. He stopped building in, in uh, Ramah and abandoned his work, but the Lord was not pleased. So in verse seven, at that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of King Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. And then this amazing verse, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I'll come back to that. But what an amazing verse. The prophet goes on, you've done a foolish thing, and from now on you'll be at war. And so because of this attempted bribery with the treasuries from the temple of God, uh, the Lord says, all right, you're going to receive a measure of judgment. You're no longer going to have peace in the land, and uh, there's going to be continual war from this point forward. Very unfortunate. And so Asa, rather than repenting, was angry with the prophet. He was so enraged, he put the prophet in prison. So I might add that's another offense to the Lord, taking someone who's speaking on behalf of the Lord and mistreating him. This is um, the scripture says specifically, don't touch my anointed, the Lord says. And he's talking about the prophets. And so this Asa was um, taking a turn for the worse. A couple of years later, in the 39th year of his reign, he was afflicted with the disease in his feet. And uh, the disease was severe. We don't know whether it was uh, diabetes or what kind of disease it was. But he didn't ask the Lord for help. He did ask the physicians for help. And the Lord wasn't happy about this situation. So just a comment on that. The Lord is not opposed, friends, to us using physicians. But the Lord is the great physician. We're to seek the Lord. And if the Lord guides us to a physician, praise God. If the Lord says he's going to deal with it himself, praise God. Either way, the Lord has given physicians their wisdom to use for our benefit. But the Lord likes to be asked. A a friend of mine preached a message one time. He likes to be asked was the title of the message. And the message said essentially, of course, the Lord knows what we need, but he likes to hear us ask. And so uh, the Lord knew about this, this disease in his feet, of course, but he wanted the relationship with Asa where Asa said, Father, you know, I'm sick, my, my feet, I've got this terrible disease that's affecting my feet, please help me. Apparently Asa didn't do that. And so this was another um, strike against King Asa, and uh, he died, and they buried him. He was a, an honorable king, other than this um, uh, these events that clouded the last few years of his life. He's, he's listed as one of the good kings of Israel. Now I want to back up to this amazing 
prophetic word that is the one sentence that's within this um, a word that was given to Asa. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I'm going to say that again. The eyes of the Lord, the Lord is looking. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. The Lord is looking all over the earth because he wants to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Friends, that needs to be me. That needs to be you. And to be honest with you, to be fully committed to the Lord, we need grace from the Lord. The eyes of the Lord are looking in the earth for those who love him, those that are committed to him. And in the case of King Asa, when this prophetic word was given, Asa was not looking committed to the Lord. He was committed to peace, and he tried through political means and bribery to arrange a peaceful settlement, but he wasn't committed to the Lord in these actions. And so this was a rebuke to Asa, but it's also a reminder to us. Friends, the eyes of the Lord are looking at you. The eyes of the Lord are looking at me. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to strengthen our inner man, but he wants to strengthen those who are fully committed to him, not those who are take it or leave it with God. He wants those that love him and that are focused on him. And so, Lord, we pray that your eyes would look on us, that you would strengthen us, that our hearts would be fully committed to you. God, give us grace to fully commit any areas that are not committed. We love you, Lord. We don't want to be foolish now or in the future. We want to continually move deeper in relationship with you, the living God. Cleanse us, strengthen us, look on us, God, with pleasure. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.